I've spoken a lot through the series about officers and seamen, and assumed that if you don't already know something about the different worlds these people inhabited, you'd pick up enough information to be going on with from the narrative, because the set of iced coffee listeners are self-selecting smarticans. But there's an episode in the offing where the distinction plays an important role in the events and outcomes, and I think it's imperative and interesting in its own right, and a good use of the seven remaining minutes available to me on this month's data ration, to make the distinction between the wardroom and the mess deck clear. Navies. Most of them basing their efforts on the successful model provided by the Royal Navy, divided ship's crews into officers and seamen. Officer usually refers to someone who holds a position of authority commissioned by their government. While anyone can earn a commission based on aptitude and experience, as James Cook demonstrated, commissions in the Victorian era and its aftermath were usually earned through rigidly defined processes set in motion at the start of a naval career. Those with the money and family connections could purchase their place in a cadet program focused on producing the next cohort of officers. Aptitude and application would determine where the cadet ranked in that cohort, but so long as they didn't fail everything dismally, the end result was a commission as a midshipman. Further study and service could gain promotion to the various levels of lieutenants, commanders, captains, commodores and admirals. Usually, lieutenant was the lowest rank given command of a ship. The higher the rank, the bigger the ship, or the larger the number of ships a given officer could command. In the Royal Navy, officers ate and entertained themselves in the wardroom and took the larger, better appointed berths at the stern of the ship. Naval ratings, or seamen, entered a different training stream, mostly involving long periods doing the ship-kicker tasks on a ship. After serving with merit, or not fucking up too badly, or simply not setting fire to everything they touched, depending on the Navy in question, a rating could rise to roles of greater responsibility and privilege, such as leading hand, petty officer, and warrant officer. Again, each tier holding several sub-distinctions. Seamen occupied less auspicious berths below decks or in the forecastle, the space in the bow, this latter being the key to references to sailing before the mast, a term denoting seamen regardless of where they actually slept. Petty officers and warrant officers are often referred to as non-commissioned officers, but officers are less often referred to as commissioned officers. So if you hear someone mention officers, it's safe to assume they held commissions. Non-officers were simply referred to as men or the men. Officers and men didn't mix much. Besides differences in background, a sizable barrier to communication and empathy in the Victorian era, officers were encouraged not to fraternise with those in their charge so as not to engender any sense of equality or camaraderie with people expected to follow orders without question and without regard to personal safety. It was this isolation from others that encouraged Captain Robert Fitzroy to invite Charles Darwin aboard the HMS Beagle. Darwin offered companionship from a social equal which Fitzroy thought essential to stave off the depression he perceived as prompting the suicide of his predecessor on the Beagle, Captain Pringle Stokes. It helped in the short term, as Fitzroy made it home, 
though he later committed suicide. Several aspects of his life appear to have contributed to his depression, but his guilt over his role in Darwin's Origin of Species makes a poignant circuit out of his appointment of the gentleman naturalist on Beaufort's recommendation. Officers passed their orders on to the warrant officers, who then shouted at the ratings to get the shit done. Roles aboard a ship don't always correspond directly with rank. A ship will have a captain or skipper holding ultimate responsibility for the vessel, but they may not hold the rank of captain. Their first mate, second mate and third mate will also hold officer rank of descending rank. The bosun is usually the senior most rating on board and manages the day-to-day activities of the crew on the basis of the orders handed down by the officers. Merchant services carried over the distinction between officers and seamen, but the boundaries between the two groups were less rigidly enforced, and it was easier to transition from seamen to officer in merchant service than in the navy. Merchant ships, while still engaged in the dangerous business of going to sea, weren't expected to fight other ships. Profits, while still high stakes in many instances, are less high stakes than the hundreds or thousands of lives on a ship and the millions of people represented by that ship in a wartime engagement, and so discipline is far more rigidly enforced in naval vessels. If the seamen go on strike on a merchant vessel, someone's cargo goes mouldy. If seamen go on strike on a naval vessel, they get sunk and a nation gets invaded or bombarded, so they don't. Floggings and courts-martial and prisons and hangings set the tone for any who try. Just a short episode to set some of the scene for the 1912 expeditions. Next episode examines whaling at the start of the 20th century. Take care and appreciate your coffee. (laughs) 